You're listening to It's Complicated, doing business during coronavirus, a weekly podcast produced by Atlanta Business Chronicle. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Each week, we'll bring you interviews, information, and insight to empower you during these extraordinary times. This week, what you need to know about the latest round of coronavirus aid for small businesses. These uh, targeted programs are really targeting the hardest hit businesses and disadvantaged businesses. So if you actually, your business did well last year, um, you may sort of be at the end of the line. Also, they say timing is everything, but buying a business during a pandemic? By us coming in and buying hotels from, from saving them from closing, literally we're bringing people jobs and we're bringing them hope. Before we get to all that, here are this week's top business headlines, three stories you need to know about. First, Apple and Atlanta-based Southern Company are teaming up to create a technology hub at the Atlanta University Center. Together, they'll invest $50 million to create the Propel Center. The goal is to establish a global innovation hub for students and faculty at historically black colleges and universities. Crews could break ground on the Propel Center by year's end. Second, there could soon be more housing along the Beltline for low- and middle-income residents. The Atlanta Beltline has purchased three acres along the planned Northeast Trail. That's not far from the Lindbergh-Marta station. Officials say that by owning the land, the Atlanta Beltline will have greater say in choosing developers that can build affordable housing along the 22-mile loop. Third, Delta Airlines confirms it was hit with some major economic turbulence last year due to the coronavirus. In fact, 2020 was the Atlanta-based carrier's worst year yet. Delta posted a net loss of $12 billion last year. It burned through an average $12 million a day in the fourth quarter, but that was about half the average cash burn than in the previous quarter. Delta says it expects to get to cash flow positive by the spring this year. You can read about all of those stories on our website, atlantabusinesschronicle.com. This week, the U.S. Small Business Administration kicked off its second draw of its PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, Loans for Small Businesses. Now, the latest federal COVID stimulus includes more than $284 billion in small business relief. I spoke with Paul Wilson, Jr. He's head of the UGA Small Business Development Center at Georgia State University. To start, I asked him, what's different in this round of PPP? So if you got a PPP the first time, you got to make sure that you actually used all of it in order to qualify uh, for the second time around. I think that's that's critical um, to know again for those who are coming back. Um, also, um, these uh, targeted programs going for, like now are really targeting the hardest hit businesses and disadvantaged businesses. So if you actually your business did well last year, um, you may sort of be at the end of the line. Um, because, again, this act really looked at those businesses, in particular, like the restaurant industry, uh, venues, you know, movie theaters even. And then on, on the disadvantaged business side, which actually includes a lot of minority-owned businesses, there are a lot of um, special provisions and eligibility um, to make sure that they can get, um, I say, a little bit more of the pie. Can you talk a little bit about what those provisions might be for uh, disadvantaged businesses? Absolutely. So. I mentioned the PPP, but also right there's the EIDLE, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, right? So it's two different um, loan products. One, you have to go through a lender, right, of course, with the PPP. With the EIDLE, you go straight through the SBA. But, of course, last time, everybody remembers the the grant, right? I'm going to get this $10,000 grant through with the SBA. Well, 
what it ended up working out to being is you received $1,000 per W-2 employee, or if you're a sole proprietor, you received $1,000 for the owner. So one of the things specifically that they adjusted this time is if you if you received less than that 10000 this time around, if, if you are in that the category of those minority-owned business or disadvantaged businesses, they're actually going to bring you all the way up to the 10000 without regard of any type of employee number that you have. So as long as you qualify with some of the other requirements around being a disadvantaged business, which which they're looking at that from in terms of where the business is located, and so the SBA is going to help to determine that once you apply if you're in that area. Um, and, and one other thing with that, too, so you have, to have suffered an economic loss of at least 30 percent between 2019 and 2020. So if you got a in the right in the low income community loss of economic loss of greater than 30 percent, you're actually going to be give, be given the difference between whatever you may have received. So if you, if you receive a thousand right the first time around with that economic idle advance, you're actually going to get nine thousand to get you up to that ten thousand. And again, this is part of it's automatically forgivable what some people would call a grant. Um, so that's one of the major changes that they actually added into. Um, uh, the idle this time around. Is there other money, other funds that are available beyond PPP and idle? There's $15 billion set aside for specific industries, and this would be uh, theatrical producers and talent representatives, um, operators of live venues and, and performing arts organizations and museums. There's actually set aside in grants that were actually made available for these organizations, which didn't exist at all before. There's a lot that didn't exist before in that first round of coronavirus relief. The Small Business Development Centers have much more information and classes on their website. Many of the webinars about the second round of PPP funding and classes on starting a business are free for now. The new round of PPP and other federal pandemic relief will help some of the sector's hardest hit by COVID, including hotels. At the end of last year, an industry survey found 71 percent of hotel owners polled didn't expect to last beyond six months without federal aid. Now, under those conditions, you might think twice about going into the hospitality business, but you still might decide to do it. That's what Jessica Myers and Davon Reeves did. The former GSU college roommates turned co-founders of Epic Collective. Well, they are among the youngest African-American women to co-own a property in a major hotel chain. They bought that hotel, a home to suites by Hilton, during the pandemic. I asked them about that decision. Davon speaks first. You know, I was actually working in, in a hotel during the, the last crash about 10 years ago, right? And I just remember how, you know, our business was essentially decimated because usually that's the first thing when the economy, when there's a downturn in the economy, the, usually one of the first things that slashes travel budgets, right? But it was nothing like this. I mean, nothing like this. It, was, it, it wasn't where, you know, hotels were closing left and right and, you know, occupancy levels are below, you know, 20% when, you know, you have hotels closing. So as far as, as timing, we were able to, take advantage of this deal, but we also were able to save jobs, you know? Um, so that's why I have a mission, you know, to create 221 hotel owners and investors in 2021, because it's more than just creating owners, it's creating jobs and careers for people. By us coming in and, and buying hotels, where it's from, from saving them from closing, 
or yeah. coming in and bringing a new management company. We're like literally, we're bringing people jobs and we're bringing them hope. You know, yeah. um, th that, that's one. That's definitely one of the main things that I realized in going into the hotel. It's one thing for the deal to close and ink the paper, but to see that some people got benefits that they never had, to see that they were all scared of losing their job and they didn't have to worry about job security any longer. If anything, now you go from not having benefits to having a 401k plan. There was um, you know, one, one person that we talked to on staff that hadn't had a vacation in almost two years. So let me ask you, how are you able to offer jobs and more benefits in this environment when hotels are under pressure? We look at demand generators, and one of the things, um, there are certain things that despite where the economy is, there's going to be a demand for extended stay opportunities. Like when you're looking at places where, you know, you get a lot of travelers and it's not as heavily based on tourism, there's still opportunity. Because people are still traveling, people are still moving. Um, they're just moving at a different speed or a different rate. So that's where we found the opportunity at more extended stay, um, where people, the average, you know, booking is longer than, you know, someone just coming in town for a few days. What's your 12-month outlook? What does the future look like for your company, this particular hotel, and the industry as a whole? As far as the industry as a whole, with the vaccine coming out, uh, we're we're starting to see, you know, other forecasters and, and experts. Uh, they're predicting more of an uptick of of leisure demand. Business travel hasn't come back as strong yet, but we're definitely starting to see the uptick in leisure demand in the top twenty five markets. And what's in store for Epic? We are actively looking at. Um, more hotel deals, including acquisitions and development. So we do have some development deals in the pipeline, as well as some um, some uh, acquisitions, hotel acquisitions. Uh, we are looking at um, other brands. Any here in the metro Atlanta area or in Georgia? We are looking in Georgia. Yes, uh, we haven't found any in Atlanta. I am. We are looking for uh, deals in Atlanta, but we haven't been able to find it. But Georgia, we are looking at some in Georgia. Finding properties here would certainly be closer to home. Devon and Jessica's company, Epic Collective, teamed up with Nassau Investments to purchase that home two suites hotel. It's located in El Reno, Oklahoma. A price tag on that deal, $8.3 million. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Atlanta Business Chronicles podcast. It's complicated doing business during coronavirus. Thanks for listening. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Stay safe, everybody.